0: Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Recently, Navigant released a study that looked at the potential impact of a Medicare public option on rural hospitals. To share the findings of this study, I'm joined by one of the study's authors, Jeff Lieback. Jeff is a director with Navigant's Healthcare Strategic Solutions team, supporting clients as they manage the financial and strategic challenges in today's rapidly changing healthcare landscape. Jeff's areas of expertise include managed care negotiations, pricing and reimbursement analytics, and aligning clinical and financial leadership as providers and payers weigh the transition from fee-for-service to value-based care. Jeff, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Jeff, why did you decide to look at the potential impact of a Medicare public option on rural hospitals?
1: So we at Navigant conducted a study back in February uh, on rural hospitals and their current financial financial situations and found that there were a number of hospitals at high risk of closure or limiting services just due to their current financial situation. So, yeah. And then uh, earlier this summer, we had also conducted a separate study on the public option and Medicare for all and the possible impacts on all hospitals of, uh, of healthcare reform and Medicare expansion. So uh, we, we were actually commissioned by the, the Partnership for America's Healthcare Future to look at the uh, to look at both studies and combine them and say what would happen to based on the current financial risk that hospitals were under rural hospitals in particular if they were to then have the additional pressures of a potential public option what would be the potential impact on those hospitals and so that's really the impetus of the study uh, and we were. Um, but when we really focused on the public option as that as that middle ground option as opposed to a, uh, a broader Medicare for all option or a more limited buy-in.
0: And Jeff, in the study you looked at three possible scenarios for extending access to Medicare through public health exchanges. Uh, tell us about those scenarios and how you went about conducting the analysis.
1: Yeah. So we. We wanted to take an approach that was a little bit broader and that could allow us to really sensitivity test what could happen in different reform scenarios under a public option. So um, the three different scenarios really focused on uh, the different levels of possible market penetration that a public option would have, depending on different regulations that could accompany them. So the first scenario really focused on just the individual market shifting to the exchange uh, and to Medicare for all. So, or I'm sorry, to a public option. So if this would just involve those uh, those folks who are on an individual plan through an exchange and would shift over to a, a Medicare reimbursement rate plan through the exchange, the options two and three were more significant where we thought there is a higher possibility that the employer market would get involved when uh, and if a lower cost option were on the market. And so scenario two was allowed us to look at if twenty five percent of the commercial employer market shifted from those commercial plans to a Medicare based uh, public option. And the third option was uh, the third scenario was looking at it if 50 percent of the employer based health coverage uh, shifted from the from commercial plans to uh, public options. So, it really the biggest variable in this analysis was how many people would be shifting from commercial plans to a Medicare uh, Medicare based reimbursement plan. Because that's really what would impact hospitals the most is if their high priced commercial plans and volume shifted to Medicare based plans. And it's really hard to predict depending on very nuanced and specific policies that could go in. Into effect um, and and result in either a very restrictive policy around trust individual plans or a broad possibility of employers shifting their plans over.
0: And Jeff, why don't you walk us through the results of your research?
1: Sure. So the the main results were really the three different scenarios. We found that um, that. In each of the three scenarios, hospitals were, rural hospitals were impacted uh, at different levels by the, the revenue loss from moving, uh, moving from the commercial-based reimbursement to the Medicare-based reimbursement. And it really has varying levels of uh, impact on those hospitals. So in scenario one with just the individual market, the net impact across all hospitals that we looked at was about 3.1% for critical access hospitals, 2.1% for short-term acute, and an overall impact of 2.3%. So when you add up all the hospitals, though, that 2.3% is about $4.2 billion of net impact on hospital revenues. If those individual markets lives were shifted in scenario two and 25% of the employer market moved as well, you'd be looking at um, a little more than three times the impact. And the the overall impact of that scenario two was almost $15 billion or 8.1% of the rural hospital revenues. Scenario three was uh, nearly double that impact and it was over $25 billion and 14% of net revenue impact. So we did do this, this analysis at the local hospital level. And we also looked at, okay, each individual hospital, given their payer mix, given their potential impact, how much would we expect each hospital to be impacted and moving, and how would that move their financial risk? So we, we found that uh, in the current baseline, based on our February study, about 20% of rural hospitals were already in the high category of financial risk. And we found that in scenario one, there was an additional um an additional eight percent of hospitals, so 28% in total that would be in high risk. And then in the two larger scenarios, 51% and 54% of hospitals were in high risk categories, respectively. So significant impact to uh rural hospitals if if they're not held whole in terms of reimbursement rates and if they can't um, make any changes on the cost side to maintain margins.
0: Yeah, definitely a significant impact there. Jeff, what would you say some of the implications are for rural hospitals, given your study results?
1: Yeah, so I think the the implications for rural hospitals are um, a fewfold. The, the first is, as reforms, it's really a political one, as reform scenarios get uh, presented and discussed really having an understanding of what would it take for a rural hospital to be held whole in a public option scenario. And, and our analysis here showed that it, between whether it was scenario one, a 40% rate premium would be needed versus scenarios two and three, closer to 60% rate premium to Medicare would be needed to keep those rural hospitals whole. Um, so as there, as you're evaluating plans and policies and reform scenarios, I think it's important to keep those numbers in mind to say, if, you know, there's a current proposal out there that says that 25 you know, a, a public option would be paid at uh, 25% above Medicare rates. And while that would help close the gap that we found in these scenarios, the other, it, it still falls short, even in the most narrow scenario. The second implication is really one of, of being mindful of, of costs and kind of the care model of the future. I think rural hospitals are already doing that and, and evaluating kind of what they're, how they are going to survive, recognizing they're already undergoing payer mix shifts and other other revenue uh, hindrances, uh, other revenue challenges out there in the market. So this this kind of adds a little bit of fuel to the fire to rural hospitals to kind of think about their care model their revenue model and their cost model um as they go forward and and i think the third is just for for um policymakers and for um, for patients and and for community members to really have an understanding of not not good or bad that additional changes changes have uh additional consequences on different parts of the care model and, and so as we're contemplating solutions to access or total cost of care gaps there are um, there are revenue impacts in there and then subsequently um, business and margin and mission decisions that hospitals and their stakeholders have to make in order to, to figure out how to maintain a high level of care, a high level of service, and, and be able to care for the patients in their communities. So um, I think there's a lot to consider. It, it, we knew this would be a complex topic, a controversial topic, um, and we really wanted to take a fact-based approach so that, um, that, that folks, whether they're in favor of reform, whether they're against reform, whether they're working for a hospital or a payer or a community, uh, if they're a community stakeholder, they could really evaluate and understand the implications um, on, uh, of a potential reform scenario on their on their, their business and their care and their communities.
0: And Jeff, you touched on this a little bit here in, in, in your previous answer, but I'm curious, do you have any additional thoughts around what rural hospitals could be doing right now to prepare for potential shifts in coverage?
1: Yeah, I think the uh, there's a so they're already. Ex- I think rural hospitals are already experiencing this this uh, these shifts in coverage, and and they're experiencing it from a payer mix shift. So every time somebody turns sixty five, they become you know they're a part of a payer mix shift. They're they're turning from a commercial plan to a Medicare plan, and and hospitals not just rural hospitals but hospitals across the country have had to deal with those payer mix shifts and their impact on revenue um, and so I think hospitals take a few different approaches I think the first is to look at their overall revenue picture as a portfolio and understand that you know at, at different times your portfolio of, of revenue changes and there's different elements of risk and different ways that you can manage the the growth or the trajectory of your portfolio and and so some of that is, Understanding what's going to be necessary from commercial payers in order to maintain your overall margins. I think the other is looking at those cost opportunities to see where where are there opportunities for us to reduce costs and improve efficiencies. Um, and and then the third is really uh, looking at other ways to partner with payers and and uh, other stakeholders on total cost of care initiatives. So um, that's where that shift to value can come in and, and hospitals that have gotten ahead of. Uh, the, the the trends in terms of value and Medicare Advantage can share in some of those savings as they reduce cost, as they reduce cost of care, um, there's an opportunity to kind of create some win-win opportunities with payers and patients and doctors um, out there. So uh, there, there are a number of ways that, that hospitals can look at it. I, I don't think um, that they all have to hit the panic button and, 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 and close or, or reduce services, but there are, a lot of, um, there, there are a lot of risks that if they, if they aren't prepared to manage them, uh, that those more drastic situations um, or decisions might, might come sooner rather than later.
0: Jeff, if someone wanted to get a copy of the full study results, where can they go?
1: So the, the copy of the study is available on the Navigant website and uh, they, they can just uh, go to Navigant.com and search for rural hospitals. And uh, they should be able to find it right there under our thought leadership section. So um, if they have any questions, people can certainly contact me or the other uh, co-authors of the study, Jeff Goldsmith, um, and uh, we'll look forward to answering questions and engaging in continuing to engage in a a thoughtful dialogue on on this issue and, and many others as they come up.
0: Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on the Hospital Finance Podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me